went to Horror Court Trash Over the show that discusses all of the masterpieces and trash the pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have a very, very special returning guest today on the podcast. Uh, a guest that I've known for many years. Uh, a guest that is just just a, a really fucking good human being. Um, and he's also an artist, oh. a musician. <laughs> um and he's an expert on all things trash films, found footage. If, if you want to know anything, you know, about the weirdest horror you've ever seen, just go to Xander. Because we've got Xander back today. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. You are more than welcome. Thank you for coming back. Aquanoid is still, I think it's still my favourite episode we've recorded. That was a lot of fun to record. That Not watch. <laughs> Yeah, we always have a bit found, of dread from Chris. Chris. The original Aquanoids one, and I was a horrified. <laughs> What's that? I said we always have a bit of dread from Chris when Xander's picking a film. <laughs> I know, I, I did kind of, I felt like I should always apologise to Chris, because yeah. he looks so unimpressed, like, Xander's choosing a film, great. I mean, It does treat. tend to be, if, if Gary says, oh, I, I watched this with Xander, <laughs> then... Um, it's dire, <laughs> really dire. Um, <laughs> Only well, fair. Only fair. <laughs> I think I'm just, I, I'm just thinking. I'm just making every other film better for you. Just that's what I'm doing. I'm offering a service. <laughs> well, today we're, we're continuing with a theme that we've had going on the podcast, an unofficial theme we've had going on for a while now. We've, we've been covering a lot of '90s horror, haven't we? Yeah. This isn't like the other 90s horror films uh, we've been covering most of those just try and rip off screen this was released in the same year as blade um you can tell uh, today we're discussing razor blade smile from 1998 directed by jake west uh who's just done lots of making ofs and interviews and documentaries uh including two really good video nasty documentaries uh moral panic uh, censorship and videotape and draconian days. Both of those are really good, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah we enjoyed those. Uh, he's also mm-hmm. done Evil Aliens, Doghouse, and a segment for ABCs of Death. He did. Um, did I? Am I right in thinking he also did something about Pumpkinhead as well? And I was really surprised. Yeah. So he did like loads of special features on DVDs and Blu-rays. Um, so he probably did a making of feature for it. Um, but I mean. He's one of those faces where you know his face as soon as you see him. I mean, mainly because he's always at Fright Fest, isn't he, whenever we go. Yes. Um, I'll have to get him to sign the DVD. Uh, Xander, would you like to send your uh, two this special edition to get signed? I am. <laughs> two this special edition. Also, I noticed on the front of the uh, the DVD, they, they both got, like, different taglines. Like, they, they keep forgetting the tagline. Because it's, yeah. like, what is it, like, part vampire, part seductress. And then it's, like, pure vampire or part vampire on my oh. mind. Yeah, I mean, the the, t- the trailer that I uploaded to our social media earlier kind of combined it all together. And then you ended up having part vampire and pure vamp. I was like, are those two separate things? Uh, yeah. yeah, so vamp would have a double meaning. Vampire or vamp as in like a glamorous woman. Uh, would you say uh, she's a glamorous woman? Yes. Yeah, very, yeah. very glamorous. Uh, so yeah, she, she's, she's a stunner. She's She's done a lot, hasn't she? She's a bit of a. I was reading up on her. She's a bit of a scream queen, and I, I had absolutely no idea. And she's like in a band or something. Yeah, she was in the Cradle of Filth film, wasn't she? 
yes. Afraid of fear, yes. I mean, never seen I haven't it. seen it, but... Uh, yeah, I feel I think... like that's something that we have to explore. Yeah. <laughs> should have done this double feature. <laughs> Chris is like, no. Oh, no. Yeah, so I think there was like a group in sort of the late nineties, early two thousands of sort of horror go to British actresses or, or filmmakers yeah. that did very heavily sort of gothic horror or or, or tried to like modern case. you know when I say gothic I mean modern gothic. Yeah. Um I think Emily Booth is sort of the, the head of yeah. head of yeah. that. You see her in a lot. A budget of twenty thousand pounds. Wow. Okay. You know what? They they went pretty far with that twenty thousand pounds. Yeah, I mean they borrowed the editor for Madonna's Ray of Light music video um, for a few scenes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was fucking the hell out of me because I thought it was like Black Hole Sun, and I was like, no, 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 it's not like Black Hole Sun. It's like something else. Like, That's it. That's one hundred percent it. Uh, and I can't tell you how much it made worldwide because it was straight to video. Now, you saw this in Blockbuster, right? No, no. no? So, my memory of this film is um, Forbidden Planet. Oh, okay. So, I used to go Forbidden Planet a lot when I was younger, and there was always sort of a VHS stack uh, there, and Razorblade Smile was always there. I mean, no one purchased it, <laughs> and I realised why. And it always stood out to me. Cleavage, <laughs> probably. Um, <laughs> but that and um, the, some random reason, the Gigi Allen documentary <laughs> were always in... Together? Of, yeah. <laughs> the same category. Yeah. Naturally, um, hand in hand. Planet, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're my memories are of Gigi Allen and Razor Blade Smile. <laughs> Xander, what's your history with the film? Well, I remember you've got like a cult following because it was also put out by manga which was really weird because obviously yeah. by 98 you had had like Akira over here you'd, it was it was it was very sort of like underground you were like oh yeah I, I like manga and that yeah. was essentially what you meant it was meant anime uh, back then back in the day <laughs> um, and uh, yeah so it was a bit of a cult cult thing but it's it really shows that it's in the 90s like i love yes. the fact that everyone was wearing like something that was out of like the attitude catalog that you should get <laughs> like through the, through the post so it just felt like they said you know what i'll take one of everything yeah all, of it, all, all the homeware all the clothing as much as like, pvc as you can all of it is mine and, and i'm i'm using it in this film yeah i mean I absolutely agree. It's it's the most nineties fashion you can get, and it's a year before the Matrix as well. So it's clearly inspired the Matrix. I mean, oh, <laughs> I mean, the major Matrix was like, you know what? We need to do this. One hundred percent. They're just like, did you get did you get the thing on the front of your DVD which said it's the best film that came out in nineteen ninety eight? No, but I did see that on your one, and that did make me laugh. Like, I mean, was nineteen ninety eight a rough year? <laughs> I, I actually I actually looked this up. We had, as you said, Blade. With Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, The Big Lebowski, American History X, and your favourite, Spice World. How can they say this is better than Spice World? I know. <laughs> I know right? It's not even the best British film. It's not even the best British film. 1998. <laughs> <laughs> well, getting into the trivia, Bill Nighy uh, turned down the role of Seafane Blake, but would later play the role of a vampire elder in Underworld. Now, 
what really surprised me is that this was released before Underworld because an Underworld borrows a fair bit from this film. It really does. Yeah, like I mean, the similarities are ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> Way too much credit. Kate Beckinsale wishes. I, I, I forgot to admit, Underworld is. I really like Underworld. Yeah, I like Underworld. But the simp and like compared to this, this is no Underworld. But you can see how much it's borrowed. Yeah. Like um, yeah. It's um, it's it, there's certain bits where you're like, yeah, they picked that up, and uh, of course it was the time, so you got everyone in PVC and yeah. Like, so. I've never seen Underworld. But would you not think Underworld was influenced by The Matrix? Yes. When yeah. did Underworld come out, though? 2003. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably did, to be fair. Especially with I mean, all the guns and things like that. There was, yeah, because it was the same year as The Matrix sequels. But at the same time, there's a few shots in this where I'm like, okay, they, that's in Underworld. What <laughs> I was getting from this, Razorblade Smile, was um, Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, oh, yeah. as in the game Tomb Raider. I, I think sense. that would have been big at the time. Yeah. Uh, similar audience, really. Um, that's what I was getting, just as a yeah. PVC-clad vampire. <laughs> and my comparison for this film now is it's quite out there, so bear with me. Um, but this is the film equivalent of a slightly more glamorous film equivalent of you know when a woman's walking past a bunch of builders and they're like, oh, I love. Oh, it shows where you're fucking pissed from and stuff like that. Yeah. And then imagine if that woman just turned around like fuck off and punched him in the face. This mm. is that film. Yeah, it's. I think there's. A I'm glad like Xander gets it. <laughs> no, no, I completely get it. Like later on, I won't go into it now. But there's um, there's a couple of lines where you get a couple of guys all like, Whoa. yeah. And then eventually, you know, you get me. Okay, you're you're a jerk. You're a male jerk. Yeah. And I'm gonna kick your ass. See, this film's saying it's so British. It, it is this film is so British, but because British. it's so British and it's trying to Americanize everything, yeah, that's why it's so funny. Because it's just it just doesn't work. It doesn't have that same sort of effect there. No, yeah, I can't even understand where you're coming from. I mean, that's a tale as old as time, though, isn't it? What well, builders saying shows where you piss from? Well, it's kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know. Female revenge films yeah. have been going on for a very long time. But are they as British as this? No. No, I don't think they're as British as this. So exactly. would you say this is a British version of Foxy Brown? <laughs> no, God, no. No, I would not. You can't even put the two in the same, uh, same sentence, really. That was a Foxy Brown a severe disservice. That was clearly a joke. Well, Pam Grizzard deserve that. <laughs> I, I, I like the one thing they did is that even though they were obviously trying to, because I, I noticed the fact that even though it was released by manga, there were certain bits where I was watching it and I was like, this could be like a 90s vampire manga done in yeah. real form. Um, which I, there are a couple of moments where I was like, you can kind of see why they picked up on it. Um, but what made me laugh about how British was is just like how much emphasis they put on the word fuck or fuck. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just like, I think the one thing I took from this film is that they want, they knew they wanted an 18 rating. Yeah. And, and they purposely went out their way in like a sort of university student kind of way of doing it. Like, <laughs> let's go push this as much as possible. But like, really, like, 
fuck. <laughs> and it's just like, like you could just say, you know, I'm gonna make a cup of tea. In this film, we are making a fucking tea, bitch. Yeah, it's like Rob Zombie wrote the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, and then someone gets their tits out while they're pouring the kettle. Yeah, that's, that's kind of that's that's what I took from it. I love it for it. I absolutely love it for it. But that it always makes me laugh. Well, just in case you were wondering, Jake West thought 90s vampires would like edgy at the time. Latex outfits. And this is why Lilith Silver is mostly wearing latex in this film. Right. Definitely not a personal kink then. <laughs> and Little, uh, little, little Silver. Little Silver. <laughs> little Silver. Little Silver. Little Silver. Uh, she's based on the character from the Vampire Tales comics. Oh, okay. Okay, that's cool. So, is that the manga part? I assume oh, that yeah. might be. Do you think they owned those comics? Maybe. Potentially? Maybe. Sure. I'm not sure. I'm not... Never heard of one, if I'm being honest. No. Uh, well, getting into the film, a 19th century woman who has become one of the undead acts as a hired killer in modern times. When she starts knocking off part of the... <laughs> knocking off is in the official uh, premise, by the way. When she starts knocking off part of the elite businessman, the Illuminati, who secretly had taken over business and the government, she becomes the target of a hired Scotland Yard detective. Of course, the head of the Illuminati is the vampire who first gave her immortality. Of course. But he's like beating off, sort of like, like, like just wanking off the entire Illuminati. I mean, to be yeah. honest, I wouldn't have put it past this film. <laughs> it's one of those, is it porn, is it not? Yeah. Oh, have you seen the trailer for it? Um, the is it the one you posted on your... No, no, there's, there's a full trailer on the DVD special features, which you've got the ultimate special edition, so you must have it. Oh, I do. <laughs> I probably just haven't treated myself to that. <laughs> well, the trailer starts with, are you bored of big, predictable Hollywood films? Are you bored of blockbusters? So are we. And then it just shows you over tits out, and it's like, okay, that's where we're going. Yeah, <laughs> but everything in the film that kind of differentiates from the norm, you're a bit like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Um, so maybe I wasn't bored of big Hollywood. <laughs> As it turns out, actually, yeah, I really quite like them now. Yeah, I like the title. Do you not want to watch Blade? Yeah, <laughs> go watch this instead. <laughs> Do you want to watch Blade, but you know, a bit more poorer? <laughs> Well, we start. <laughs> we start with our lead character, Little Sylv, um, as she's horse riding in the 19th century, whilst a bunch of guys, including Sophane Blake, who look like they're at a fancy horse racing event, mess around with a gun. You can tell because everyone's got like cravats. That's how I knew that it was like. Yeah. I, there were a lot of cravats in that first scene. Yeah, it, but it's it's never looked that the the 19th century has never looked more modern. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so It just looks like one of those wanky men's days where everyone goes all fancy dressed and yeah. yeah I suppose it's what you would describe as a stately home. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that a stately like, home. Um, and then shops as well. Yeah, that's how you knew it was nineteenth century. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's in black and white. You know. Uh, oh, the, the ambitious they, cinematography well, here. They didn't have <laughs> color cameras back in Victorian times, so. <laughs> The blood's red. The blood is red, yeah. That, that's it's how very... ambitious this is. Yeah, the blood is red. Shinna's list. Never yeah. heard of her. 
Steven Spielberg could never. Never. Well, the thing is, I don't know whether or not it's just how I was seeing it, but I was noticing the blood was kind of getting more and more orange. Yeah. First scene, it was very orange blood. Yes, it was very inconsistent. Um, I I guess they were were going for. Did it work? No, absolutely not. Um, The men and their guns walk away from each other and uh, turn around to shoot each other in slow motion. So little Sylv isn't happy with this, is she? So what does she do? What? Little Sylv, when when uh, when a man gets shot, what she do? Oh, she's fucking fuming, isn't she? (laughs) No. Did you, did, you, did you spot like the guy who looked like Chris Morris, um, yes. who was hanging out, hanging out with like the main baddie? Because I, I was like, dude, is that Chris Morris? And I was yeah. like, I'm spending ages. It's like, is that, have they just got Chris Morris to like rock up in the middle of it? No, it wasn't. No, I think the biggest star they've got in this film is David Warbeck, and he really gets the rough end. Of Don't things. even. We'll get to that. <laughs> I got issues with that. Um, yeah. So Lilith, uh, yeah, she, she's fuming and uh, she gets shot herself after she shoots the fame. By Chris Morris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he carries her away and puts her in bed. Uh, this is when we get to see the consistently changing blood. And, blood! Uh, <laughs> I just get oddly ambitious in my notes. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? I'm, I'm lost. Are you watching the same film? I have no idea. I'm well lost. My note's terrible for this. I, I mean, I don't think you fell asleep. No. I, I remember she gets dragged off to a bed, and that's why I was like, why is her blood so orange? And then Yeah, that's where it should be. Oh, yes. Her blood is blood. <laughs> You've got a lot there. You, you've got I have. I'm to say sorry. About I was this. just a little lot. I truly I, I apologise. Um, Gary's not going to edit this out of the episode, so I'm just going to make an apology. It's the height of our professionalism. I'm not on, you know. The film okay, got okay. Me. So come on. What, what, what have you got to say? There's a lot there. What have you got to say? Well, all, all of, you know, she gets tied to a bed. Her blood is red, but everything else is black and white. Uh, and then she says, my name is Lilith Silver, and that was the day I was supposed to die. I'm sure you think you know all about vampires. Believe me, you know fuck all. <laughs> but yes, you know fuck all. Yeah, you just think really. Just, yeah. Like, really dragging at fuck all. <laughs> um, yeah, that's quite the opening narration. Um and then we get opening credits with techno music and the silhouette of Lil Sil swinging swords and shooting guns. Just like she's in a James Bond film. Yeah, it's going to be Lady Bond yeah. and Tomb Raider. Yeah, that's the I got. I, that was Tomb Raider vibes. Definitely got it. Were you a fan of the soundtrack, everyone? No. No? <laughs> I, 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 I have to admit, I, I think I just completely blanked it out. <laughs> I have absolutely no recollection of the soundtrack whatsoever. Well, I saw on the credits, and I don't, pin, I, I can't pinpoint when it occurred, but the soundtrack included Bella Lugosi's "Dead." Yeah. Now I thought like, I saw in the credits. Yeah, I, I can't swear I heard it. Still hearing. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go. I, I actually know that's a lie. I don't have to go back and watch. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna do that. Not for like another fifteen years. Um, but. <laughs> I, I, th- I think this was kind of the big thing because you actually get to see the fans mm. um, in this scene. 
and I did. Have you got anything about? Have you got any feelings about the fangs? Because I have incredibly strong feelings about the fangs. I I know it looks a bit shit. Um, that's that's. I've got. The, they just look like they're from you know just Poundland. Do you have anything to say? Yeah, about no. <laughs> I was going to say I've got some notes here. Um, I I thought the name of the film should be Overgrown Clit Smile. Um, <laughs> Um, the uh, there was another one. Um, dildo dildo fangs is often quoted many times in my notes because they just they they're like, they're like about seven inches, and whenever they open their mouth and close their mouth, it, you can tell that they're genuinely struggling because they're that big, <laughs> and it's just like, and and they just look they just they yeah they just reminded me of overgrown overgrown clips. I just I, I don't know why. That's yeah. why probably speaks more about myself than the film. Moving swiftly <laughs> on. Uh, I mean, obviously, as a man who is obviously, you know, um, <laughs> no clit expert. Uh, not not the biggest clit expert. It might surprise you, um, <laughs> but, but I could definitely see where you're coming from. I mean, from what I can imagine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. There you go. I'm just gonna put that 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 image in all your minds. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I, I definitely see the dildo one as well. They're definitely they're they're, they're just really rough. They, 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 yeah, it it I don't know how much of a twenty thousand pound budget went on those, but I don't think it was a lot. I think they went for a one. No, size the fake one. Yeah, it's only real. Well, sorry, moving off my clip tape. <laughs> But yes, we get we get to see the uh, the dildo fangs. Um, whilst Lilith is talking shit about being a vampire, uh, and about boredom, whilst uh, she goes to a bar where she meets up with her other leather wearing friends, um, and uh, they talk about what it is to be a vampire. What's the name of the bar? What is the name of the bar? Transylvania. Ah. And what's right next door to the bar? What's next door to the bar? An estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> It looks, it reminds me of a bar that I saw in Benidorm, <laughs> but with just obviously with Transylvania out the front. It doesn't look that <laughs> gothy, it doesn't from the outside, and it's right next door to an estate agent. So I'm a bit like, oh, <laughs> you wouldn't get that in Blade, would you? <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't get that in Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you? I, yeah, I watched Underworld. Yeah. Yeah, no, Underworld's about uh, a vampire estate agent. Um, it's not the next generation. No, no, it's not. They're, they're in competition with the bar next door to see uh, who makes the most money. Oh, are they? Yeah. Like the apprentice <laughs> yeah. vampires. Okay. <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention this because speaking of The Apprentice, a little later on, we get uh, Karen Brady from The Apprentice. Um, grabbing someone's cock in a bath. We do, we do, yes. But, but I'm, I'm excited we'll to get, get to that, that bit, so let's get through this bit first. So, is this not giving you Sex in the City energy? <laughs> Four gal pals, having a little conversation, drinking their funky cocktails. You yeah, see true. what they were drinking with their true. umbrellas. Um, Lilith so is definitely Carrie. <laughs> definitely Carrie. Uh, I, love the, uh, I love the cold chain fanboy. Like, yeah, that, that guy, he says like maybe two lines inside at a time, but I love him. You know, he's just like got like a cold chamber t-shirt on underneath his yeah. stuff. You just know it. He just, he, you know, like. Yeah, he's he's definitely my favourite character because 
I mean, I just want to know how much he was paid to be there <laughs> to do fuck all. Um, but yeah, I mean, you've got a point. It is very Sex in the City. The narration, yeah, the the going out drinking with her friends between each scene. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So yeah, it's like absolutely. Blade me Sex in the City. Definitely. Uh, okay. I'm also assuming it's going for some sort of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Maybe. As well. Maybe. Young, hip, attractive vampire. Not a slayer, but a um. What? What is she? Assassin. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of everything thrown in there. Yeah. Ultimate film. Ultimate vampire film. Ultimate. I'm assuming that this is kind of what we would come up with if we if we made a film. Do you not write a vampire film? <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, so we sit here judging but it's probably what we would come up with um question for both of you do you prefer this or at dawn they sleep fucking hell (laughs) (laughs) I mean obviously this (laughs) (laughs) obviously but this doesn't have the big ending of at dawn they sleep where that skeleton ejaculates I can't even remember that. All I remember is that woman, that poor woman getting her bloody vanch bit off. <laughs> she did get her vanch bit off. That's all I remember from that. From, we did a whole episode. Do you remember Axel Rose? Oh, God. Axel Rose Vampire? He didn't look like Axel Rose, and I should have said it at the time. But every time I think of him, you know the squeaky voiced guy from Police Academy? Yeah. It's Bobcat or something. <laughs> he reminded me of him. <laughs> Backtracking. Oh, Every time you think of him, how often do you think of the guy from At Dawn They Sleep? Well, <laughs> too often. Too often. Every time I see yeah. it, a guy being bitten off, <laughs> it just comes flooding back. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, slightly going off track, but Xander, I didn't tell you how we spent New Year's Eve. We watched Vampire Killer Barbies on New Year's Eve. Oh, I'm impressed. I have to admit, the fact that you got that vinyl. I'm just, I'm, I'm so not. Do you know, I even looked up to see if I could find myself one. I can't. It's, they're like gold dust. I was like, yeah. so jealous of that present. I could not believe you got that. It's the coolest present. Never, never been more shocked on Christmas Day in my life. <laughs> it was just, you have one of those moments where you just type random shite into eBay and see what pops up. Um, and it popped, and it was so lucky to get it if, you know, I haven't seen it since. No, it's I've I've looked I've I've I have literally looked to see if I could get myself a copy or any Killer Barbies vinyls. Virtually impossible. Yeah, yeah. Sylvia superstar. It'd be so much better if she was in this, wouldn't it? Oh my god, she would have killed it, as Lily. <laughs> oh my god, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, where were we? Where were we? Music breaks, though, wouldn't we? Oh yeah, but that's even better. Yeah, I know. Like, imagine you had Love Killer in between each scene while she's uh, having drinks <laughs> with her friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, so someone asked her what a vampire would do, and she thinks they'd do something practical that they're good at, and then she leaves. So she literally sits down, she's like, vampires would do what they're fucking good at, something practical, and then leaves. Well, she just say fuck Bram Stoker oh, at one point Fuck as Bram well. Stoker! <laughs> Um. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, it, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna mention it now. Okay. This whole film goes on and on about oh vampires. They the vampire in this film aren't like normal vampires that you've heard of in these Bram Stoker <laughs> books and you know on your television and in the movie screens. Ah, oh, we're different. We do things a little different. It ain't that fucking different. <laughs> no, no, it's no, they're not. It's we've we've had the whole the, the garlic thing we get brought up later on, so that affects you. Sunlight affects you. Yeah. Um, so steaks, obviously. So yeah, it's in fact there's actually zero difference. We're, we're basically we're different from vampires that have a budget. Vampire films that have a budget. Anything, <laughs> everything that isn't going to cost us a lot of money, like exploding. You know, we don't. We definitely don't do that. Yeah, that's basically yeah. It, everything we can't afford, we don't do. But you yeah. know, yeah, I think this is probably them trying to do the whole post scream thing, like oh, we're meta, we are. Yeah, but instead, it comes across like you know that post on Instagram of that woman where she's with an ape and uh, she's like, oh, this is Zoe, and then the next one she's like pinching his nipple, she's like, this is the real Zoe. That's what they're like. Like oh, we're mad, we are. Oh, like the vampires. How have I not seen this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's in the meme, isn't it? Yeah. It's Kelsey. Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey that's it. The yeah. real Kelsey. She's like pinching the ape's nipple. <laughs> it, it just comes across a bit... A bit of knobbish, if I'm being honest. Because, obviously, the vampire in this film is not real. <laughs> it's not a real thing. So it's a filmmaker has wrote this film and directed and, and all that. So when it says, oh, fuck Bram Stoker... <laughs> vampires aren't real so everything you've taken and created this film even though you think it's going against all of that yeah. it's still derived from Bram Stoker yeah they're like don't be a dickhead about it yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know he's dead and it's fine but let's not get personal about it because this yeah. film wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Bram Stoker <laughs> yeah you know yeah so we get a montage of uh, Lil Silver suiting up in a sexy leather gear. She takes her weapons from her coffin. And this is my favourite little detail in this film. It has her name tag on it in case she forgets her name. Or in case she gets confused with the other coffins around. But what the fuck's her name tag on there? <laughs> I love, personally, I really love the ninja stars in there. I was just like, I could do that. I'm, do you know what? I was like, do you know what? I should get a coffin in here. Just fill it with ninja stars. That's yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, the last time we saw Ninja Stars on this podcast was uh, Ninja Terminator. Yeah. Like, oh, that <laughs> Imagine that crossover. But also, why the coffin? <laughs> oh, we do things differently. <laughs> then why is the coffin there? It's got a name tag on it. It's different. So? Uses it for weapons, not sleeping. So? <laughs> Well, this, this, this is one of the things that made me laugh. It's just like, if it's okay, say for example, you are a vampire and you are a, like a, an assassin and whatnot, you're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not a big stereotype, whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, you're just gonna, you're just gonna rock around in your attitude clothing with your, with your coffin <laughs> with, full of weapons. All right, yeah, okay, you're not a cliche. Own it, own it. You are, but you yeah, exactly. Thought, just do a vampire film with bloody. <laughs> Tits and PVC and you yeah. know just do it. That's fine. And they don't be telling me you're doing it different when you're certainly not. This yeah. next scene, we get some of your favourite style of filmmaking. Oh lordy, good gracious. <laughs> okay, I have a long history of issues with lighting in films. 
Um, I find modern films to be too dark a lot of the time. Um, and I don't appreciate that. But something that I really fucking don't appreciate is Day for Night. Yeah, it pisses me off. <laughs> the filter. Oh, yeah. This is some of the most obnoxious Day for Night filmmaking I have seen. So let's... Yeah, it is bad. Let's set the scene. So she's gone to whatever house this is. I wouldn't describe it as another stately home. Um, although, actually, it might be the same house, just from a different angle. I think it is the it's same okay. house. So it's a stately home. <laughs> £20,000 and... budget. <laughs> just just film it from another side. Yeah, it's no expense. <laughs> what we have is two gentlemen playing <coughs> tennis. In the dark. In the, in in the, the dark. dark. <laughs> that's how hard you are, playing tennis in the dark. So I've got here, is this meant to be nighttime? How can we see what they're doing? Yeah. Um <laughs> it also must be nighttime because <laughs> I put it seemingly they're guards, even though they're not dressed like guards, I don't know what they're wearing, like open shirts. Yeah, I know. You, uh, so it's nighttime, you're just walking around with it. It's, it's like a t-shirt with like a formal shirt and black trousers. <laughs> and they both they both match. So they're just like, oh well, if you're buying your shirt, so will I. <laughs> Is that the official uniform? <laughs> I don't know, no buttons. So seemingly they're guards, and we find out they are later. And Lilith, <laughs> Lilith gets by them yeah. simply by crouching whilst kind of out in the middle of the grass. Video game logic. If you crouch, they can't see you. I just... I, I, I kind of love her. I, I think she's an icon. I think she might be the moment. I mean, it's just, she's so shit at everything, but it's so entertaining to watch. Because <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, her stealth is awful. Like, I don't know how she gets past everyone without being seen. This entire film, she's awful at it. And then all of her one-liners, she just sounds like, just sounds like she's really drunk on a night out and she's trying to insult the taxi driver. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? A little one, like, later on, anyone for fucking tennis? Yeah. Stuff like that. She's like... Oh, yeah, she does a one-liner, don't she? She does. Um, but did you get any of the guys' conversation whilst they're playing tennis? Oh, the fucking didn't you? Who the fuck cares what they had to say? Oh, wait, we have a champion game set match. Now, that's important for later on, because Lilith repeats it. Oh, excuse me. Um, they look like characters out of a Guy Ritchie film. Oh, um, God, yeah. Yeah. They all sound <laughs> they, like it as well. They do sound exactly like it. Like, I mean, the bold one. A little Grant Mitchell, what you saying? I feel like the bouncers that the filmmakers sort of knew from a bar or a pub <laughs> somewhere in London was like, mate, do you want 20 quid? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what you got? What, what can you, oh, just just come after work, just take the jacket off, it'll be fine. Undo, undo your shirt, <laughs> it looks all right. Yeah, that looks fine. Yeah, <laughs> play tennis. Yeah, yeah, whatever. In the, in the, you're in the dark, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretend you're in the dark. Pretend you can't see whilst you're playing tennis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the tradition of '90s vampire films, there's a man in a bath. Um, really big toenails, by the way. Yeah, really big toenails. Big toenails. <laughs> um, have you seen the trailer for uh, for Death on the Nile, per chance? No. So Gal Gadot's in it, and she has. Uh, our listeners have to listen to us doing this for weeks now. Um, it's become a bit of a meme. She's got this glass of champagne. She's like, and we have enough champagne to fill the Nile and throws it into 
the Nile. Yeah. This guy has enough champagne to fill the Nile, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> and well, he's doing a Meredith Marks, isn't he? Yeah. He's having a bubble bath and enjoying a champagne. <laughs> that's a real Housewives reference. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's okay. That's all good. We're getting to real niche stuff now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Karen Brady from The Apprentice is there. Um, and she grabs his cock, which causes him to spill his champagne. Overfills the bath. Is that much of it? Um, and she goes think, to get him some more. I think champagne was a bit of a stretch. It kind of more looked like Lambrini. It was definitely like, a bit of Lambrini. Yeah. <laughs> Lambrini the was a, uh, uh, with one of his headache tablets thrown in. Yeah. To keep it fizzy. <laughs> 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 just like um, yeah, so Lilith uh, comes in and starts feeling him up. Uh, she gives him a kiss and she bites him on the neck. But she notices he's wearing a funny looking ring. And an alarm goes off um, when she pulls his ring off. <laughs> Looking at his ring in the back. <laughs> He's got a wide ring. <laughs> um, it's very much al- alchemy fashions, also from the 90s. So the alchemy gothic fashions. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure alchemy, alchemy sells those rings as well. <laughs> he knows two together in the same shot. Uh, no, it's the same <laughs> ring. It's definitely the same ring being used over and over. Um, yeah, she shoots him in the head and then and then she leaves. An alarm goes off for some reason. Yeah, but the alarm goes off when she pulls his ring off. Why is there an alarm attached to his ring? <laughs> <laughs> Sentence I never thought I'd say on this podcast. <laughs> it, it was such an, uh, an it rip-off as well, though. The bathtub scene. It was almost literally like the whole hand. I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well... A what ripoff? Sorry. Uh, it. You know the guy offs himself in the bar. You've not oh. seen the original yet. Oh no, I haven't. No. no. Yeah, no, oh, it definitely I see. is. Um, very much got that feel to it, and with the bloody hands, and I was just like, yeah, this is that. That's a definite nod to it. Yeah. Um, in my favourite sequence of events in this film, um, a shootout starts with the lads, <laughs> the tennis boys. Um, in the dark. Yeah, this is when Lil Silver shows up. It's like anyone for tennis, and the bold guy's like, "You stupid bitch." It's no dead fucking bitch. Yes! I've got written down here in quotation marks. Except I put up my phone, so it just says "dead ducking bitch girl." <laughs> so yeah, so they they managed to shoot it down. And then my favorite line of dialogue, maybe ever, um, is when the bold one's like. How the fuck did she get her candy, her candy can in here by us anyway? Like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I, 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 no, I, I, I no idea. I, I just, I personally love that these guys couldn't shoot her. There, there's at one point when they're chasing after her, yeah. and there's, there's got to be like less than three feet, maybe even two feet. I wrote literally behind. They've got guns in their hands. Complete miss. And like, not, not even like, oh, because she's a vampire and can survive gun. No, they literally just completely missed from that yeah. distance. How do you fuck that up? Well, it's meant, I suppose it's meant to be nighttime. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's nighttime. nighttime. What I don't understand is when the alarm goes off, they're like, oh shit, oh, we're in trouble now. We've been playing tennis. Like, number one, <laughs> do you not think they'd be able to see you playing tennis? <laughs> And number two, tennis isn't the quietest game in the world. 
Like, there's a very definite sound to tennis, a very familiar <laughs> sound. Um, so I'm assuming, I'm assuming they should have been caught a long time before oh, then. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's like, that. oh no, we're going to get caught again. You two are here, you playing tennis again. Outrageous. <laughs> not playing tennis, just think you get by me. It's in the contract, no tennis allowed. So. Yeah. Ignored it. But where did they get the racket and ball from? I know, yeah. Like, if you don't <laughs> want the guard playing tennis, don't give them a, two rackets and a ball. Like, do they bring them with them? Like, these are your weapons. <laughs> don't play tennis with them. Yeah. Fuck you, I'm going to play tennis. In the dark. Don't stop me. Well, um, they're, they're just as good at tennis as they are at killing vampires. Because uh, she gets back up. And she kills the tennis boys by throwing a knife into the tennis winner. And the tennis loser, wow, he gets a knife. She kicks him in the dick and she shoots him in the dick. And then says, game, set, match. I, I love, did you see, did you catch the uh, the knife? The one that looked like one of those like blunt toy ones. It didn't even try yeah. to it. It was clearly one of those ones, you know, the ones that go in when you push them into people's arms. <laughs> like Papa Pirate. Pop yeah, Papa Pirate. Yeah, that's such a son. <laughs> um, but what do you need after killing a bunch of tennis players? You need a drink at Transylvania. Well, she did you catch that she bites him and oh, yeah, she explains that blood is like food and it's not always tasty. So this yeah. is a big thing that goes on throughout the film is that she gives a kind of Michelin star rating <laughs> to all... To all the people that she sucks the blood off. Yeah. This one ain't too tasty. It's not nah. too great. Uh, I think she should she give it like a D or something. Yeah. Like, I, I think she marks it like an um, A to F. <laughs> well, she's back at the bar and discusses how she thinks a vampire would want to be an assassin. Her friend thinks she's wrong. But Lilith has a uh, flashback to when she turned into a vampire. Yeah, nothing much exciting happens, really. No, no, it doesn't actually. Um, but... I, 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 <laughs> okay, so, so I, I'm going to admit something now, but it's a little behind the scenes of the podcast. This is your new favourite film? No. Sometimes, when I can't be asked, <laughs> I feel like I can go back to something in my notes, <laughs> but literally I just have the letter P. I don't know why I've got the letter P. <laughs> I don't know what I was I was typing, but literally I just have a bullet point and P next to it. Uh, I can't help you with that one. No. Um, No. 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 Do you know what? I think I've blanked out because I missed up that entire conversation because it was all just so crazy. It's just so aware, and it reminds me of um, another vampire film, *Dawn They Sleep*, where they're sort of like so self-aware and almost like bigging up how like fantastic vampires are and how yeah you just it's like you know when you kind of get like a stereotype of someone who's gothic they're like oh i'm so gothic and no one understands and that's how it felt and it just made me want to cringe and die i'm not gonna lie it's about 10 minutes where i was literally just like cursing the name of the director <laughs> i was i was just like i'll oh, Please stop. Jake, fuck off. Jake West, just please. <laughs> Jake West. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did know, to be fair, to Jake West, Evil Aliens is a fantastic film. A- Evil Aliens is something. Um, yeah. That is something you need to see, Chris. Yeah. 
Oh no, no, not because it's good. But, like I mean, it's it's. I don't even know how to describe it because I kind of feel like that one's intentional. All the trashy stuff mm. that happens in it, I feel like he's maybe doing that on purpose. Uh, well, I think so. I get this. I feel was taken seriously, whereas yeah. Evil Alien, I think, is a little more kind of self-aware that it's the tongue-in-cheek. This, this kind so. of helps. I think this is why I like these films. The fact they they've obviously bless them, they've given them their all. They've, they've got a, they've got a twenty thousand budget, which to be fair is a lot for the time. They've done a lot with it, but the fact that it's taken so seriously, I think, is what makes this film just so entertaining because it just fails so spectacularly that in itself it is entertaining. Absolutely, and that that is the reason behind so many films that we discuss on this podcast, isn't it? It's just... Accidentally hilarious films. Yeah, yeah. I know that, and that I think that's the problem because when it's the film's trying to be funny, it's really just puns. Yeah, (laughs) really. It's it's one that I can't. I've always the asylum films. I find I find quite difficult to watch um, because they're they're so aware that they're trying to make yeah that they fail they don't they don't get the charm they don't get the, the, the you know hilarity behind it. it it misses out on that a lot yeah that's one of my issues with sharknado is that they made sharknado wanting to make a bad film um yeah. but whereas something like this or something like vampire killer barbies or aquanoids it's like okay you've got into thinking you're making some sort of masterpiece and with this especially someone yeah. For them to have in the trailer, are you sick of big blockbusters? Well, here, have this instead. Uh, you know they think they're doing something special. Yeah, something special, yeah. They think this is the, the vampire scream. Yeah, it, it takes... I mean, if you look at, you know, the classic sort of parodies like Airplane or, you know, like Scary scary Movie, yeah. Yeah. you know, it takes a special skill to make what is essentially a bad film. Yeah. You know, if it wasn't funny... Mm. Scary movie would be horrific to yeah. watch because it's essentially a shit film. Yeah, you know. Um, but because the jokes land, and they don't always land. Um, particularly twenty two years later, a lot of them don't land anymore. Yeah, but because they do land, it makes it better. Yeah. Um, when they don't land, it it's awkward because it's. You're trying. It's try hard. It's that yeah. problem, isn't it? Yeah. Like We're if if this was just went balls to the wall, full of parody, mm-hmm. like a real British take on a vampire film, and was you know, <laughs> like flat cap wearing, you know, well they do have great, <laughs> but like down the high street British you know, proper um, British culture, it would have been hilarious. Yeah. But I think they were trying to make it accessible to a wider audience. I, I think it so. It didn't work. Because, so. you know, Americans wouldn't have gotten the jokes. No. Sorry. Well, uh, Safine Blake is holding, Safine, Safine, whatever, is holding an Illuminati business meeting and is informed of the assassinations of Bath Guy and the Tennis Boys. Um, they discuss how the hitman. Bath guy in the tennis, boys. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like what the fun that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love the fact that everyone's got their like their, their, their pewter rings of evil. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's... 
Yeah, the film couldn't be able to explain it to you. So it's like, hey, everyone's wearing the rings. You know who they are now. Um, they discuss how... They don't explain who anyone is. No. I haven't got anyone's... I've got hey, like you... three characters' names. Don't, uh, don't discount Wild Pilgrim or whatever the fuck his name is later on in the film. He's just there to give us a bit of uh, exposition. Who? The stoner on the webcam. Oh, like, oh, oh, this is the Illuminati. <laughs> the expert on the Illuminati who knows everything yeah, that's the, going on. <laughs> that video call is so fake. Like, <laughs> from someone who can remember what video calling was like in 1990, I can promise you it did not look that good at all. <laughs> was Hackers popular? Oh, well, around yeah. That time? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah, good point, actually. They discussed how uh, the hitman has been branded the angel of death, and Safane uh, thinks there's more to the situation than meets the eye. So he pulls out some tarot cards. Uh, he thinks it's a vampire committing the murders. Not from tarot cards, he's just a hunch. Just a hunch. Oh, which, which seems like, you know, really crappy writing. Yeah. Um, but, spoiler alert. The big reveal is that he was in on it the whole time. Oh, don't even get me started on this. So place. he's not. Excuse, I do apologise for spoilers. Um, <laughs> so he just, I don't know, why did he bring out these tarot cards for shits and giggles? Okay. Once that twist is introduced, nothing in this film makes sense. No, nothing at it's all. Ter- it's yeah. It's just when with. I love the fact that the guy is still rocking, you know, mutton chops. Like what? Yeah. A hundred years still, still down the line. He's just like, you know what? I'm bringing them back. It's like, no, no, they never. You're not a butcher, okay? It's it's never coming back. <laughs> also, he's still in the same fucking house. Yeah. All those yeah. years later, he hasn't moved, hasn't redecorated or anything. Um, I like the fact that in this sort of evil meeting, because um, um, they 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 bring up that it could be vampires. That is, it's basically we think this angel of death is a vampire. And when they when they literally go, oh, was that one guy? The detective's like, I don't believe that. This guy gets super emotional, throws <laughs> all of his papers up. Yeah, he's like, how dare you insinuate that this is bullshit? He's throwing paper everywhere. <laughs> Why did he expect Price, uh, the cop, why did he expect him to immediately believe him? Like, oh yeah, it's a vampire. And he's just like, you fucking kidding me? Like, how fucking dare you? And yeah, he just throws his papers everywhere. Um, and then... Did you not think the two ladies at the table were doing <laughs> their best slow-talking, sexy um, <laughs> hotline Yeah, babe impression? station. <laughs> I'm not even sure what they were saying, but they just... No, they're just being really breathy to the point of where you can't understand what they're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until later on, where they have the other best line of dialogue in the film. Yeah, arguably yeah. the best joke of the film. Uh, <laughs> so, Price is a cop, uh, and is investigating the crime scene. A cop? Yeah. Is it a cop? It's a police officer. Oh, he's, he's, he's a copper. He's a copper. He's a copper. He knows he's a detective because he's wearing a detective's coat. It's like yes. the universal side. That, that's how I knew. I was like, oh, okay, that guy must be like a detective then because he's wearing a flash or something. He's well, Maltese fucking Vulcan. Yeah. Well, what's important to remember here is that we were just looking at pictures of the crime scene at the big evil meeting. Uh, but now he's investigating the crime scene uh, with the horror film man played by David Warbeck. Oh, yeah. Can we just backtrack just a tiny little bit? I'm just looking yeah. at my notes here. I, I get too much into the conversation when we have a guest on, <laughs> and I forget my notes. I'm sorry. Um, well, I put the, at the table, 
So he uses tarot cards to conclude that the killer is a vampire. Are the bite marks not a giveaway? <laughs> did they have photos of the scene, didn't they? They did, they did. Um, and then I was a little confused because even though I now realise that he looks exactly the same as he did in the beginning, uh-huh. I still got a little confused as to who he was. <laughs> you know what? I, I still don't know this guy's name. This is why I've, I've literally got I've, got... I've got... It's got so many different references to him. We've got uh, massive nostrils. I'm <laughs> Dildo teeth, uh, <laughs> overgrown clit smile, the um, you know, mutton chops guy. I, I still, I still have no idea what this guy's name is. Not a clue. I'm not going to tell you because I prefer all of them. So, okay. right. <laughs> mutton chops, dildo. I'm mouth, really not sure how stuff. to pronounce it. Cephane. 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 So it's Cephane. Cephane. Not Cephane. Or is it pronounced like Mephane? Cephane. <laughs> Stephane. Stephane. Just say Stephane. I'm just calling him Steffi B because he's got Steffi Steffi B. Steffi B. my boy, Stephanie B. <laughs> Steffi B. <laughs> um, well, do you have anything to say about the horror film then, played by David Warbeck? Yeah, I have a lot to say. So, <laughs> the film very much makes a big deal of David Warbeck, star <laughs> of The Beyond, yeah. classic horror film, him making a special guest appearance. Okay? Fabulous, fantastic. Um, he appears and he's looking, you know, he's he, obviously aged, but he's, he's looking great. Yeah. And he's in this one scene. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you something, he fucking chats some shit. <laughs> he threw some dialogue at him. And, oh, you're a good actor. Just, just read this out. It'll sound okay. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what he's talking about. He doesn't appear again. No. Only in a very mild uh, flashback to this very scene. And it, what a waste. What an absolute waste. It's he final film as well. It's final. This is final yeah, it's film. Final he film. doesn't get to do anything. He just and looks like a it, poor man's Agent Smith. Yeah. But with, like, we've got with even more worry lines. Like the, the main, which is saying something. What? That's the thing. I mean, I thought he was going to be the more. I thought he was going to come back. Well, a, a special guest appearance. I assumed he'd only be in it for, you know, five to ten minutes. Yeah. Um, but I thought it would be a special guest appearance. Or at least get killed. Like, special. Yeah. So the word special. <laughs> um, it's not special. Yeah, I mean, he just discusses stuff with Price, where Price is like, oh, well, <laughs> so hear me out here. It might be, it might be a bit of a mad theory, these people here with bite marks in their neck. Uh I, you know, me and the lads, we like to take the piss and discuss things, you know. Uh, is it a vampire? And this guy's like, are you fucking serious? Absolutely not. I'm the horror film man. And that's pretty much it. He's done. Yeah. <laughs> it was the most point is, well, one of the most pointless pieces of dialogue. In the entire yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, they call me the horror movie guys. That is the horror movie. Is this, is this what we're nodding at? Is this what it is. Oh, it's great. It's really great. There's no point in your character. Fuck off. <laughs> so I'm a little confused because the horror movie man, yeah. he suggests that there is a rumour about Price that he's trying to be the new Van Helsing. Yeah. But was he not the one who was cynical at the dinner table? He was, yeah. In regards yeah. to the killer being a vampire. Also, why would that rumour be going about when he's only just mentioned vampires? When he's only just mentioned now. And they've already seen the photos from 
this very crime scene at the dinner table previous to this moment <laughs> happening. I'm yeah. confused. I, I, I just thought it just felt like they just switched to like an episode of Bill halfway through the movie. Like it's got very much, it's like 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 proper like like nineties build sort of. It like is. Thing. Yeah, no, I was absolutely getting that. Um, the champagne queen, Karen Brady from earlier, uh, she shows up serving in a leopard print outfit. Yeah, she's giving you life. She's not giving me life. <laughs> um. I'm I'm kind of barely awake. She wants to speak to Price privately, uh, and we don't off the record. Off the record. Off the record, which again makes no sense. Makes absolutely no sense. Why would she want to speak to him off the record? (laughs) I have no idea. Because spoiler alert: turns out she has nothing to hide. No. Yeah. Um, Lil Silver struts to a graveyard in a stylish new outfit and hat. How's that one for you, that, that outfit? Was it black and tight? It was black and tight. And there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's there to meet up with Platinum uh, to discuss business and has a bit of a flirt. Now, I've got in my notes, Platinum looks like a bit of a twat. Uh, and with a name like that, it's not surprising. Um, yeah. Well, what's... Platinum is the nickname she gave him. Yeah, but I mean, it's a shitty nickname. What does everyone else think of Platinum? I no, thought... Yeah. Have you ever seen Garth Marengo? No. Yes. All right. They're not. Uh, you have. Okay. Well, he sounds. He sounds like Garth Marenghi, but he looks like Matt Berry. Um, yes. But he's got like that dude from Clerks beard. Yeah. Um, Dante's beard. There's a lot of '90s <laughs> goatees in this film. It is. Yeah. He, he kind of put me in the mind of um, what's the guy's name that sings with uh, Vampire Killer Barbies in the second film. Bella B. Bella, yeah. Absolutely, he was giving me him. He was giving the same energy as him. But obviously not as Bono as him. Yeah. Okay, so this is really niche. But you know that clip of the wife swap where the guy is he's... Oh, the goth family. The goth family. Yeah. Where he's like well, I, um, I you know, hold myself in a great esteem. I'm yeah. young. <laughs> uh, he, he makes out that he's like upper class or whatever, yeah. but like, um, and then he starts doing the cape dancing. Yeah, it. he does. He like reminds him. me of him. He reminds me of him. Oh, this is that's such a terrible way to describe it. But um, if anyone's seen it, they'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Post. We'll have, gonna have to post it yeah, somewhere just to make Did people. Do like a side by side comparison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. What to everyone we've just yeah. described? <laughs> I love the um. She she when she a little sill basically rocks up and is like, "You can't resist my charms." And I was like, "Has that ever worked on anyone? Like, you're just supposed to be going up saying you can't resist my charms." <laughs> well, it definitely works on platinum. Um, because yeah. at first, what I thought was a flashback. It um, was a flashback. I swear it was a flashback. But was it? Does she never change her sheets? Well, I'm assuming, no, it's a flashback, and then it's a flash-forward, isn't it? Yeah, but then they're discussing stuff that happens after that scene. Yeah, that's the flash-forward. So how I... Okay. No, okay. No, I've I've misinterpreted that, haven't I? This is a lot of sex. There is a... It's messy. It's it's a messy... Messy editing. And it's also absolutely the most British sex scene I've ever seen. 
Is it? You know when you just tell the difference? You're like, you know in American films, like, where they try to make it look all central or romantic, and he's just giving her a good scene to. And uh, he has no problem. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's no She's just taking a smashing. Fair play to her. Yeah, he's Don't giving her a smashing. This, this is like something the cop destroyers would post on Twitter. This is, that's all it is. It's, it's very British, do you not think? Yeah, it is very British. <laughs> you get good good railing in American films. Yeah, but not not like this though. Like it, it's it's he looks like he's going out for a cup of tea halfway through. The difference between the, the the British and the American that I found is the British beds always look like they're squeaking. Yeah. I always assume <laughs> they're probably squeaking as they're going at it. I get that sense that they've had to like take the, the squeak <laughs> sound out of the film. <laughs> what you want to do is just like take out all the musical sound effects, just put this squeaking noise in. Yeah. There. <laughs> uh, are you a fan of the uh, sexy bed sheets? I didn't. I, do you know what? I didn't see the sexy bed sheets. Did you not? Oh, no, I missed that. I'm not going to lie. It was. um. Little silk things. I think she was taken from behind. I noticed that, but bed sheets. Yeah. Me by. <laughs> um. Yeah. And somehow it goes from flashbacks to present day. Um. Somehow. Um. Lil Silver's narrating again and explains that she doesn't know his name, but he calls her Angel. He's her assassin boss. Um. And did anyone else notice the most disgusting kissing in the history of cinema? Oh God, that doesn't like come at the end. Yeah. Oh god! Like, oh my god! The, her tongue and his—they they were just going everywhere. Like they were—they were giving each other a bath. Like fucking cats. <laughs> cleaning each other like cats. Yeah, they—they. <laughs> it was fucking ridiculous. Lovely. Um, <laughs> Lil Silver asks if he's trying to plan if he's planning to get rid of her, and he says, "You know, I've always uh, yeah." My other favorite line is that I forgot about this. <laughs> you know, I've always had a soft spot for you. Uh, then he thrusts into her a little more, and she says, or a hard spot. <laughs> oh, God. I think my genitals just, like, crawl back into my body. Remember that? I completely blanked that out. I think I just forgot that on purpose. Thanks, Thanks guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I mean, someone sat there with... <laughs> With a script in front of them. <laughs> someone wrote someone wrote that line of dialogue. <laughs> Platinum thrust some more or a hard spot. And and then the actors sat there and read it like, ooh, oh yeah, I want that role. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to yeah. say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like he finishes writing the script. Oh. <laughs> no, it's just <laughs> It's in the delivery as well though, because yeah. I think I think Elvira could have made that work. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would have been funny in in the hands of the the right comedian. Yeah. That would have been funny, but it's um, deadly serious, which is what made yeah. it work. Yeah, she she delivers it like she's in a porno. Yeah, or a hard one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe just British accents don't work with no. that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, she so she thinks it it was a setup yeah. due to the guards being there. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not usually guards. Were you were you setting me up? Um, it's not understood why the guards were there, like who the guy was. No. Um, I mean, she's killing off members of the Illuminati, so you'd assume there'd be some sort of security measures. Yeah. But seemingly two guys playing tennis 
it's the most security she's come across. <laughs> <like far. laughs> uh, yeah, she's given a new case file, isn't she? She realizes more to do with the Illuminati rings. Um, Price calls Seffy B uh, to piss him off some more and give him an update on what's going on. Uh, well, who is her new target? Who is the new target? Price. It's a price. It's Price himself. I didn't recognize him in the picture. Yeah, Did you well, was, he wasn't wearing that jacket. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't wearing his detective jacket. <laughs> He's wearing um, a doctor's uh, jacket instead. Yeah, so he says to uh, Steffi B, "He's like the vampire thing. It's not a practical joke, is it?" And Steffi B is like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Think of your slaughtered colleagues. Murder isn't a joke." And then he slams the phone down on him. <laughs> He's like, "Well, now it is because I'm pissing myself laughing." <laughs> Um, and then this is when we get the chill pilgrim. What? Lil Silver, she has a video chat with the chill pilgrim. Oh, she does. So, um, Bain, as he's on the phone, there's that poor, the poor actress, that woman in, in front of him on the desk. On the she, table. But she's kind of like half on, half off. So her legs must have been like dangling off the edge. Or, you know, it's a really awkward position to be for so long. <laughs> he bites into her. Why Why she couldn't just have been fully on the desk? I don't know why. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> speaking of railing, in uh, that clip, from, that clip from House of Gucci that you constantly play yeah. of Lady Gaga and Adam Driver, <laughs> like that on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, another one reference that you. Yeah, if you were fancy seeing Lady Gaga getting railed on her desk, watch House of Gucci. It's the only reason to watch it. There's, there's not cool. Much <laughs> but she's dressed like Betty from uh, Coronation Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Lil Silver has a video chat with the Chill Pilgrim. And she's explaining everything that's going on. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, sounds suspicious. But then she's like, and then there's this. And then shows him the picture of the ring. And he's like, oh, my fucking God, are you serious? Uh, and, yeah, he's an Illuminati expert, isn't he? He comes back later on to explain everything. He does come back later on. Um, You know that pee that I had randomly had earlier? Oh, no, I, th- I think I had another one, but just deleted it because I couldn't remember what I missed. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what I missed. It's the chill pilgrim. Yeah. It, the, the strange thing is who this guy is, don't know. Um, he loves a Hawaiian shirt, apparently. Yes. Very American. He's on a really good webcam for 98. Very yeah. smooth. <laughs> but it's only a little circle in the top of the screen. Yeah. Maybe that makes it work better. Um, he, he, she also doesn't really change her expression as he's talking. It no. goes back to her and she never really, like, she never really, because you'd think you'd get a narration afterwards yeah. explaining what that was, who that was. Uh, you know, that's yeah. my old pal, Jasper, from wherever. <laughs> but it's never explained who he is. No. So it just sort of pops up, and then she is quite expressionless at the end. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, that's it. Okay, great. Very it's green like, as well. Great, yeah. It's like a great chat. I, I've got to admit, actually, the, the quality of that video is actually probably better than the quality in this video. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The, the quality of the webcam video is better than the quality of the film itself. I mean, the, the yeah. cinematography is more <laughs> inspired than that. 
It's all right. You won't be horrified when we show you a ring. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> cool. um, a student photographer approaches Lil Silver and her friends at the bar to take pictures of people who think they're vampires. And they're like, oh, fuck yeah. We definitely need some free pictures. And the poses are just fucking ridiculous. Oh, but the, she's got the best teeth. It's like they've literally given yeah. the, the fake vampire teeth. These are the ones that actually look better than the ones that they've yeah. got, the overgrown clip teeth. And I'm just like, use those ones. <laughs> so did you get a name for Lilith's lady friend in this scene? No. I don't think No, I haven't. Used. I haven't. You know, they never said a name once. Um, so I keep referring to her as Lilith's lady friend. Um, I suppose, have you you seen Urban Legend? Yeah. I suppose we could call her Danielle Harris. <laughs> Danielle Harris. That from Urban tends Legend. to be yeah. a late nineties goth <laughs> reference point for our podcast episodes. <laughs> um, what was her name? Was it Ty? The goth roommate. Yeah, yeah. from Urban Legend. Um, but I can't remember her name. But and, and Lilith's lady friend. Um, yeah. She does have the best teeth for the the film. They don't know like. A Harry Bow Halloween special foam. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, the screen goes red. The photographer's face freezes, and then he leaves the bar. Like I, yeah. I thought, oh shit, she's gonna kill him. Like you know, but no, n- nothing happens. The photographer guy just comes in, asks them all to pose, and everyone's like, <laughs> and, and and then he's like, right, I'm 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 done here. And fucks off. <laughs> Yeah, and then he gives the both to Price, who's hanging out outside the fucking bar. You get all the shots, and they're not actually that different to each other. No. You know, like how a film does, you know, the shot after shot, and it's kind of the same <laughs> shot each time. Yeah. Um, yeah, he gives the photos to Price, and then whinges about the government wanting to pay for his, wanting him to pay for his education, um, and then gets his money. Bit of social commentary in there. Yeah, and he had an American accent, didn't he? he? Did, and yeah. then it goes. He's, he's British. What, what was the point of that? He, was he wearing he like so green? Uh, could I imagine this? Or was he wearing like green trousers? Like, you know how like how everyone wears at St. Patrick's Day? Uh, that, that kind of green. Yeah, I think it's like it was green and then he had a hoodie on as well. But he looked so British. Like, you could tell he was, he was British. Yeah. There's no way he was actually American. Um, Do you reckon but, he just whacked on an accent for the hell of it? Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, this already work. I'm going to go mep over here, watch this. But then just forgets about it after five minutes. Uh, well, but then, but then he goes to um, shag Lilith later on in the film. Yes. And he, the, he's had to keep the American yeah. accent because he used it before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, um, sound, do you know what? I bet it sounds, I, I come to think of it, it's totally put on. It, it's no yeah. if, he, if he is American, then I sincerely apologize. It, it sounds like he's taken the piss. <laughs> well, uh, Lil Silver's friend thinks that the photographer was an A class wanker. Oh, she really makes a point of saying A-class wanker. wanker. Yeah. <laughs> And then she says, in, in a really bizarre series of events, she says to Lil Silver, she's like, do you know what, love? It'd be attractive if it wasn't for some of your views. But what the fuck? She's a Tory. <laughs> well, I mean, she's, you know, over 100 years old. <laughs> Gonna have old-fashioned views, ain't she? She probably is a, a Tory. Well, she, I mean, she, somehow this gets her going because she... Uh, she goes back to her, her mate's flat and uh, 
thingy bobby her friend whoever it is puts some fake fangs in and uh, puts on a transylvanian accent to ask if she's hungry so they start, they start doing some steamy making out and uh little silver um <laughs> finds something when she starts uh, giving her a finger doesn't she does she yeah what does she find well her hand comes back it's full of blood Oh, yeah, yeah. she's oh. got like 20, 27 pints of blood in her body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're basically, they're going at it, which is, uh, but, you know, we, we kind of expected because we had like the massive sex scene with Matt Barry Lookalike there. And, <laughs> but all the scenes kind of, I don't know, the whole sex scene between the girls, it, the whole thing just looked like a Cradle of Filth album cover. Yeah, it did. It did. It was, I, and it's because of the time, it's, it's, it's meant to be very sort of like gothic. It's late 90s sort of goth subculture and things like that. But I was just like, yeah, okay, I could just imagine this on like a Cradle of Filth t-shirt. Just take a shot, bang, Cradle of Filth like, album cover right there. Yeah, this, this scene was definitely thrown in there to sell a few more DVDs. It wasn't... It wasn't put in there to uh, break any boundaries showing LGBTQ plus couples on screen. No, it? no. <laughs> it was how... it was two gothic girls going on. Yeah. But also vampire films, you know, how many lesbian vampire films are there? Yeah. So many. You know, the Jean Rowland, um, Jess Franco. Yeah. You know, the freaking the, the whole film called <laughs> Vampiros Lesbos, you know? Yeah. Lesbian yeah. vampires. It's not fresh and new. Sorry, no. filmmakers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fuck all. About yeah, you know, fuck all about vampires. Well, um, she, Lil Silver's friend Tarzan. Vampires. Groundbreaking. Lil Silver's friend's like, it's my time. And then... Are we getting period jokes? Yeah, there's, there's there's a period I, joke. I miss yeah. all that? Okay. No, you did, yeah. Um... Lil Silver starts licking her fingers before she starts biting into the other girl uh, before she sets her on fire uh, complete with some dodgy editing and operatic music. I personally like the fact that she sets it on fire and for absolutely no reason just stands there. Yeah. Opens her mouth and goes... Ah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> ah, ah, and then just basically turns off and walks out. Yeah. The, the, what happens next is actually one of my favourite things in the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. When she gets into the taxi. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just, just, she just gets into a taxi and just has this, like, really... Whenever she gets on public transport in this film, she just she has this total trip out. Yeah. But it's like, the taxi driver's like, oh, where to, miss? And she's like, that's the question, isn't it? Somewhere of a good view. Oh, my God, the taxi driver must have been fuming. It's like, no, seriously, where the fuck do you want to go? If yeah. you got in a taxi and said that, he'd be like, what the fuck are you going on about, mate? Get the fuck out of here. You've yeah, it's like, are you on something? But it's a yellow taxi. It looks like it should be in New York. What are they trying to go for? Was it yellow? Yeah, it was yellow. Was it? Yeah. A taxi, a taxi, like, like, a cab must be through the roof. She passes out. <laughs> yeah. And kind of like, um, oh... A bit like a Bjork's music video. Yeah. Everything is sort of, sort of like flying lights are flying back in, in the background. Oh, yeah, so is this the rare light moment? This isn't the rare light. No, moment. that a little no. bit later on. It's a lit it is rare light. It is very rare light. Um but if you got in also if you got in the taxi and said, Take me anywhere, <laughs> she'd be spending about fifty quid. I know even going as far <laughs> as possible. I'm, I'm getting a good fact tonight. <laughs> 
Dino Great Scotland. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. John O'Groats to Lansdowns. Well, Lil Silver meets up with Platinum on a roof for it's a bit shit. of snog. Um, he then turns into the bath man, and uh, it was all a vision. She's back in the taxi. Wearing sunglasses at night time. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it was a dream. <laughs> Price. Did I miss all this? Yeah, probably. Oh, no. And what letter have you got for that bit? I haven't. <laughs> well, I've got, when does she say, let me set you straight about daylight? Bran Stoker that's, got that one right. I think that's oh, that's a little bit later on. Oh, um, Price looks through pictures of Lil Silva and they're very unflattering. That flash was far too much on that camera. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Lil Silva puts a big leopard print coat on, some sunglasses, and that's when she's like, oh, the eyes of a vampire are very sensitive. Uh, and then she goes for a lie down. I love, I have to admit, that, that leopard print that, um coat i want yeah that's the first thing i saw that's like i need that for myself it is her best outfit in the film but that's the bit where she's on about vampire scene oh okay and this is when she falls into onto the bed in a very stylish way yes and then she has the ray of light dream (laughs) yeah that was where i wrote resembling black hole sun movie but yes ray of light that is yeah that's and with the CGI flames as well. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I love CGI flames. I think they'll always look great. I have to say, um, Requiem for a Dream could never, could have. <laughs> um, Price speaks to uh, Karen Brady and shows her the photos. And then, the fucking liar, she explains what she saw and how uh, she told the tennis guys to stay outside until they were finished. Okay. She was not in that shot when he was getting no. killed. She was nowhere to be seen. No. A hair. Did you... Did you it was so... It was, she was like a walking advertisement for CFCs. It was incredible. <laughs> it was just like... The, the amount of... It just... Oh, like Elnet. Just like both hands full of cans fucking come at me. Yeah. <laughs> what I didn't understand is that Price showed her the photo. And said, "Is this the girl? Is this is yeah. this the woman, the one with the clearly fake fangs in her mouth? Is this the woman? Is this the one?" She's like, "No, it's not. I tell you, it's not. That's not the woman. It's not because <laughs> it's the one sat next to her. Like <laughs> fucking hell, your husband's been murdered. Just get to the fucking point, lady. <laughs> why, why go through all that?" <laughs> when she could have just straight away said, "Oh no, that's her." Yeah, <laughs> that's the one I saw. I loved her. Uh, the next... No, 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 wrong one. That one there. Yeah. <laughs> I loved the next bit of dialogue where she was like, "She wasn't human. She was drinking his fucking blood." Anyway, I called security. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Apparently, she called the guards before setting off the alarm. Yeah. But I feel like there wasn't enough time no, at the no. beginning. For her to do that, yeah, that's the point. Wasn't the alarm going off when the ring came off? But yeah, apparently yeah. when she was fighting him, which was afterwards, then so yeah, a bit of continuity. Also, at the end, she says, oh, "I want you to get her and arrest her." Yeah. Then <laughs> why can lock the bitch up and throw away the key? Why are you talking off the record? Then? Yeah, <laughs> if you if all this evidence is off the record. Then you're never going to get a conviction. Yeah. Yeah. 
I didn't make a confession. It was all off the record. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah. well I guess we'll rescue on nothing. <laughs> well, she gives Price a, uh, a necklace with a cross on it to protect himself. Uh, at this point, he's still sceptic. You know, he's still not believing in it. But soon enough, he, he has quite the change of heart, doesn't he? Just out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> so the student photographer is now with uh, Lil Silva and... Uh, Tells her that she looks ravishing tonight with his American Is he, is he got a goatee as well? I think he... Uh, yeah. 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 I've, I've, I've got here too many guys with bad goatees. I'm confused by who is who. <laughs> this, so this is the photographer from yeah. earlier. Hmm. Um, the guy with green she, trousers. Yeah. How she got a hold of him, I don't know. Um, she Before that, and it's one line of dialogue I actually chuckled at slightly. Uh, when she says, the vampire casts no reflection, another load of bullshit. Imagine how I'd look after centuries without them. <laughs> <laughs> but surely she's got a point. Isn't that the yeah. whole point of being a vampire? <laughs> um, yeah, so she asks her about the photos and he says he hasn't developed them yet. And then she starts talking shit again. She's like, oh, do you know what is interesting to talk about? Fucking sex. And then she gives him <laughs> a drink and then goes down on him with some of the best side effects I've ever heard in my life. You look disgusted, but you're not as impressed. The, uh, no. You can't see this on the podcast, but the look of sheer disgust on your face. <laughs> um, it's like chewing. Sex, it was, though, yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. Um, Sure. She, but she bites it off. Yeah, she bites it off and then twists yeah, it. Yeah, bites his dick clean off. <laughs> it get, doesn't spit it out though. So no, as soon as she it. swallowed it, <laughs> yeah, it just goes all the down. Class act, you know, no spitting. Just, you know. Well, it's a good job she did because uh, the cops arrived now. Price is there and another one. Uh, and another one. And, and the other one. <laughs> Some random Some member guy. of the crew that they just put there. <laughs> Well, they investigate, uh, they, they do a bit of an interrogation at the police station um, and they show her photos of the victims, which she thinks is hilarious. And uh, Price is now, you know, all of a sudden he's like, yeah, she's a fucking vampire. Like, it was only two scenes ago when you were like, nah, get the fuck out of here. She ain't a vampire. What are you on about? But now, yeah, she's a vampire. But, yeah, he's, he's, just, he's just gone straight and I'm arresting you on the grounds of that you're a vampire. Yeah. And she's, like, oh, and she's like, oh, of course I'm not a vampire. <laughs> yeah, very confusing. I mean, number one, she's trying her best to be a Sharon Stone, isn't she really? <laughs> but I, I don't think they uh, could have done the leg. No, no, scene. probably not. Um, he's been eating garlic hasn't he? Yeah, Deliberately yeah. to annoy her. Yeah. <laughs> um, Price is playing, according to his um, colleague, he's playing a risky game by arresting her. Yeah. Um, I've put here, hey lads, there's a corpse in her bedroom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I love the fact that the police showed up and they just said, they were just like, she's not covered in blood or anything. Like that. <laughs> she, she, the guys in the And she's like, <laughs> And they're just like, oh, we're going to arrest you. She's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Don't, don't worry. You, you don't have to check the house or anything. Let's go. But his breath smelled like garlic. Yeah. Her breath probably smelled like cock. Yeah. <laughs> she, she swallowed an entire cock. Been, been any penises recently. 
he also shows her photos of all her victims yeah. from over the the hundred Where the fuck did he get this from? Years. Yeah, how... I literally put who kept all these photos and yeah. at what point were they all linked together yeah. as the same murderer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she probably should have been arrested centuries ago. I mean literal <laughs> centuries ago. <laughs> well, it's not much of a drive to get to um Stephane's house. So she hasn't moved that far from where she started. So it all should sort of be in the same kind yeah. of area, all these people it's that have died. Well, wherever this is, like Basingstoke, if just the, <laughs> Illumin- the Illuminati just live in one area of Basingstoke. If they live in Basingstoke, that's where the Illuminati are based. <laughs> Go to Hamden Market, pick up their ring. <laughs> Haggle for the price, get it for 50p. <laughs> Nicely done, boys. <laughs> well, Price breaks a chair to make a stake, tries stabbing her, she kicks him in the balls, and uh, the other cop dra- drags him away. Um, she then has a flashback to her first kill, and the other cop destroys the tape recording in the interrogation, apologises to her, and lets her leave. And yeah. then she's off on public transport again. She is. She has a bit one of those visions. Casual case of narcolepsy on a uh, <laughs> public transport. Yeah, she's on the tube this time. I mean, I wish the tube was as empty as it was in this film. I know, yeah. She's like... got a lot of space for it, hasn't she? Bless her. Look at her. Was, was the video, like, kind of, like, really cyber-doggy in this film? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This looks like this scene looked like the advertisement you used to get on DVDs. They're like, "Would you steal a purse? Yeah, would you steal this? <laughs> yeah." <laughs> um, Would you yeah. Like Code Brown on the Underground? <laughs> <laughs> she, she is acting. Something's uh, that cock's upset her stomach. Yeah, by the rest of it. Yeah, she can't She's digest. Desperately it. trying to hold it in, in the <laughs> latex. Well, she has visions of the flying coffin. Um, Stephane, Steffi B talking shit and CGI fire again. Oh, good old CGI fire. Yeah, I do, I do love a bit of CGI fire. Yeah. Um, Price called someone called George. Like, All right, George. Yeah, I'm going on a fucking stakeout. Um, and then that happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lily Silver goes to bed. Lil Silver goes to bed uh, when she gets a call from the Chill Pilgrim. Uh, to tell her the plot of the film. That's it. Yeah, he, he just he, this it suddenly gets very screamy where it's like someone basically talking to them. That's how it felt. Yeah. That that kind of even though it was meant to be online and things like that, it felt very sort of like the screen part where he's explaining horror movies. Yeah, he, he was absolutely giving an exposition dump. Um did you not Yeah, no, I did. Yeah. I put a Conspiracy theorist, American computer dude, chill pilgrim, chill pilgrim. Um, but then his security is compromised, and he has to go. That's true. Yeah, and he does all that glitchy stuff, and I uh, basically stole his style from all my artwork. So yeah, thanks for that, Mister. Biggest influence. Biggest influence. Price breaks into uh, Lil Silver's house. She's gone back to sleep, like, really quickly. She's just had this conversation where the chill pilgrim's like, yeah, okay, it's the Illuminati. This is what you're dealing with. She's like, okay, I'm going back to sleep. Yeah. Um, and he stakes her, but it was all a dream. 
I yeah, love the fact that he's got this wooden mallet as well. Yeah. It's, it's pristine as well. Like, he's literally going, like, not to get, like, any mallet. It's like, no, no, no. It's one of those wooden ones. You know, like, proper, like, really pale wood. Yeah. Yeah, she, uh, why the, it was all a dream thing. I fucking hate that. Well, she gets a phone call after her dream. And uh, she's like, I just had six minutes of shitty sleep. This better be fucking good. But like, you had six minutes of sleep. I think the uh, the dream went on a lot longer than that. Yeah, well, did you notice how fluffy stiletto slippers? Yeah. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> oh, fashion icon. Um, Wait, Carrie Bradshaw wore ah, shoes very similar to that in one episode. Continuing with the Sex and the City theme. Um, uh, yeah, she gets a parcel from Price. And it's a videotape. She gets a phone call telling her to check her yeah. post before a parcel is then posted through her letterbox. <laughs> yeah. Um, why would you get a phone call... <laughs> Telling you to check your post. Like, it's not like she's got a P.O. box or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? what? I don't get it. Why would you tell someone to check their post and then post it? Wouldn't you just, like, post it and then knock on the door? Yeah. And then run off. Because she's going to have to then... run anyway, because she's just been warned <laughs> to go check the fucking post. Also, why would you open the door immediately? Yeah. <laughs> well, she sniffs it first, doesn't she? <laughs> she, <laughs> she sniffs the parcel first. Um, smells we like a video tape. doing that, just in case. Yeah. So, smells like a video tape. <laughs> she watches it. <laughs> and it's platinum being held for ransom and tortured in an attic somewhere. Honestly, I mean... If I was there, I'd have just left him. Platinum. Just, I mean, she likes platinum. Yeah, but I mean, part really. I mean, yeah. It's, it's like, um, I mean, she slept with like what two, two more people since then. That's true. That's true. So I mean, really, she could just forget about it and move on. Yeah, but he's clearly Victorian. Oh part. no, he's he's uh, he's paying her wages, isn't he? Yeah, of course, oh, yeah. gotta save him. Um, I like, I like when they cut the, 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 the crappy eye rings yeah. into the into his chest. <laughs> Branded as the Illuminati forever. Um, yeah, so it turns out the client that was paying them to kill Bathtub Man, um, they want their money back yeah. because they didn't get Bathtub Man's ring. No. It wasn't delivered. No. I would have just, our world would have gone to Camden Market and just picked the lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They could have just gone to Poundland at this point. I mean, I'm yeah. sure they're having no Oh, eye rings. Hang on a second. Pass me, pass me that attitude catalogue. Hang on. <laughs> so then they cut an eye symbol into platinum yeah. chest, and Lilith is absolutely fucking fuming. Yes, she is. We then get a really great, <laughs> exceptional montage of her packing <laughs> a bag and leaving. Just as Price breaks into her home. Yeah. So he's starting to break in. She opens the door. Um, she then leads him to her bedroom because I'm assuming this is all filmed in like a flat share. Oh, yeah. And she didn't actually own a house. <laughs> so I'm assuming that where, where they're allowed to record, which is meant to be her home, she is like a flat share. Yeah. yeah. So they only have her bedroom to record. So she has to lead 
him to her bedroom to be able to fight him because they can't film anywhere else in this house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, she just says, like, oh, it's only going to be a quickie. Yeah, does she? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, he tries to stake her and she makes him stab himself in the stomach with a stake. I thought oh. it was the dick when, when it first happened. I thought it was. Yeah, I was like, did he just stab him in the dick? Because it looked way too low. I was like, that's he staked him in the he staked, she staked him in the dick. And, uh, oh, I thought you no. stabbed him with a dick. Stabbed him with a dick. Yeah, she regurgitates out of the dick. Basically. You see, that's what that film was missing. Yeah. <laughs> the only Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. She, um, yeah, she, she kills him. and Well, no, she doesn't kill him. Does no, she? She, no. She kicks the stake into his stomach some more. Yeah. Uh, and that's how he found her. So he tells her about Karen Brady. Um, and then he opens the curtains, uh, which somehow affects her until she puts the sunglasses on. Even though that scene earlier when she was talking about vampires in daylight, she didn't start that scene with her sunglasses on outside. She put them on while she was outside. Yeah. She says that the light just annoys them. But the way she acts in this but scene, she was walking burning. around, yeah, but she was blinded by the light. Yeah. Manfred Mann. He's been stabbed in the stomach, so he's on the floor, and then he just like gets up like he hasn't <laughs> just got his intestines like, rolling around the floor. And goes, ah, there's a window, fuck you, and runs <laughs> off. I don't know about you, but if I'm getting stabbed in the stomach, there's yeah. going to be no running around anywhere. <laughs> and that's why she just lets him go. Like, I mean, after this, she just goes and say, goes to save Platinum. Yeah. I On a bunch of rocks somewhere. Short time's changed, though. Did you, yeah. did you notice? She's like, okay, well, I've got crap in my stuff. Let's go get changed. Yeah. <laughs> Into like a Babylon Zoo style outfit and that <laughs> oh furry hat that she's wearing. Like, yeah, she she needed to look her best to uh, to save him. He, he looks like he's in Kenilworth Park or somewhere random like that. Um, oh, this is probably Ham- Hampstead Heath. Hampstead this Heath. Is probably Hampstead Heath. Um, <laughs> uh, well, she goes to save him. He calls her stupid for walking into yeah. a setup. She says she knows it's a setup, but he's worth it. Um, she stalls for a very long time untying his um, ropes. Yeah, it was a very. I, I don't know if you know they were making up time because the film wasn't running long enough. <laughs> they kept on, in but, a lot of yeah, this. It goes over an hour and forty-two fucking she, minutes. Like they didn't need it to go on this long. <laughs> while <laughs> she is untying him, one of well, the lackeys turn up, don't they, from yeah. the Illuminati? One of them compliments her ass. <laughs> um, they, for some reason, even though it's a setup, I don't know what they've been set up for, because they're not shot at until way later. Yeah. Um. If it was a setup, then surely they would have just have been killed on the spot. In you the think so? Hampstead Heath. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. I, I, do you notice anything about the uh, the the hard men that show up to? Uh... I did. I, I recognise the um the guy looked like uh, steampunk Shawn Michaels. I've actually got <laughs> steampunk Shawn Michaels. A lot of slow motion running. <laughs> That's what I noticed. I mean... I got down. One of them looks suspiciously like the bold tennis guy from earlier on. Oh, no. <laughs> and there's, 
Yeah, the guy with the ponytail as well. Like he, he really stood out for me. Yeah, I, I he was like, oh my god, check it out. It's like Shawn Michael. You know, you know the steampunk glasses. You know, you got the little yeah. like, wings along the side. I was just like, yeah. Yeah, um, you wouldn't get that reference, would you, Gary? Uh, no, I don't know. No. <laughs> Do you get it? Yes. No, okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just an uncultured guy, really. It's, just... it's wrestling. Oh, it's, it's, wrestling. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweaty soap opera. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's More like a culture. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is he the one who's like, a, I don't care how sweet your ass is. I don't deal with backs. Oh god, no. yeah, and she's she's wearing. I, I honestly, I felt really sorry because she's. I, I'm pretty sure she's. Was she wearing like a P, PVC trousers again? Yeah, and it's like the the arse on it was like was clearly sort of about to break. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm not saying there's not no nothing about Lil Sills, but I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying poor workmanship with those trousers. It was no. Yeah. Time. It's yeah. <laughs> One size fits all, isn't it? And they they just bought some generic ones. That <laughs> well, I I have to say I do feel sorry for the actress because if she ever had to have a piss <laughs> during filming of this film, it would have taken ages. She I'm going to ask her. I would do. You know, I'm going to find. I've looked. She's got on Instagram, but I'm going to go and find where she is. And I'm going to ask her. Would that be weird? Saying, did you sweat a lot? I think that might come across as a bit creepy. I mean, she'll probably just be grateful that you even watched the film, so. <laughs> um, yeah, we have a really boring shootout. Um, there's a bit of jumping, and it just goes on for fucking forever. Just sort of go on for a while. Um, she asks Platinum to take a gun and leave so she could do things her way. Uh, she then kicks Ponytail in the balls and shoots him down. Um, Seppy B approaches Platinum and they point their guns at each other. History repeating itself. <gasps> so, um, yeah. He talks. <laughs> In a film where people talk some shit, he talks some absolute crap, doesn't he? Like, yeah. yeah, he has like this weird vampire philosophy debate. <sighs> like, for absolutely no reason whatsoever. So, um, the world being the vampire stage and everyone is a plaything <laughs> for him, which is why he's decided to hang around Hampstead fucking heat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I ain't being funny, you know, he's not in the fucking White House, is he? <laughs> <laughs> this Illuminati doesn't stretch that fucking far. No. Excuse me. Um, I'm trying to get us an 18 rating with all this swearing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, he's not... <laughs> He's not in the year of who was the prime minister in '98? In Tony Blair. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, Steffi B shoots Platinum, and uh, he then he reveals himself to uh, Lil Silver, and he's See? like, "It's me, oh, the man from the 19th century." She's like, oh, fucking hell, it's you. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, you. What a big surprise. <laughs> Yeah, that's when he gets he gives his monologue and it goes on for so long. Um, he then mansplains her predicament to her. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you've got two choices. One, this choice or this choice. <laughs> you've done this. You've done that. <laughs> but what are you gonna do now? <laughs> yeah. 
but she lets Platinum die. And then she goes, oh, oh. The way I saw it was, is this guy basically goes, essentially, you know, just eat him. You know, get yeah. you wounded, just eat him. And she's like, yeah, cool. And then that was, that was, that was, and, she, and then she's like, no. It's just like, what did, why, what in the first place then? So no. no, her predicament was that if it's because she'd been shot a lot, she'd lost blood, so she had to feed. But if she was to change him into a vampire, then she would have died. He would have drank all her blood. He would have drank her blood to become a vampire. That's good. Film would have ended a little earlier. So then, yeah, that would have been. Because from now on, it's really fucking confusing and, and dire. <laughs> so she has a little platoon moment, doesn't she? <laughs> Whoa. I, don't that that like, I don't know what that noise is. I don't know what that noise that she makes. But it's like... <laughs> and do you know what? Spoiler alert. Completely pointless. Because turns out she's in on it all. I know, yeah. In the end, yeah. anyway. So why yeah. is she having this meltdown? Because the guy died. Who is it for? There's no audience. I hate that. Yes. I fucking hate that in films when they have something, you know, when no one else is around. That when the twist is revealed, makes no sense. Yeah, it's yeah. A purely for the audience. It's, it's uh, just meant to be. It's just meant to be like a <gasps> moment. But with this, I, there was no. I was just like, oh, okay, that's a <laughs> twist I really don't care about. Uh, but it, when you look back on it, you just think, hang on a second. Well, then what was the point of like fifty percent of this movie? Yeah, Even exactly. If it was all a game. It's still what for the benefit of yourself. Exactly. Well, after a, a brief intermission of Price doing cocaine at the police station, um, we get some uh, some more amazing dialogue. I, I cocaine. I, I love the part, the fact the cop was like, my intestines are literally like spilling out. I've been yeah. stabbed by a steak. What's it time for? I'll do some PCP. <laughs> of course, naturally. So David Warbeck said there was PCP at the crime scene, yeah. didn't he? The, oh, you better have this to put into oh, evidence. Oh, yeah, so there we go. So, and he, he <laughs> for some reason, David Warbeck um, for the audience's uh, benefit, <laughs> described exactly what PCP is and what PCP <laughs> does. And he says, oh, you can use it to numb pain. So this is the moment where he takes PCP to numb the pain yeah. <laughs> because his intestines are falling out his body. And he finally opens I, I just... I... I didn't make the connection. I was just like, why is he just, oh, you know, I, I'll just do some casual drugs. Well, I, well I remembered uh, the David Warbeck because obviously being so disappointed by <laughs> David Warbeck's cameo. Yeah. <laughs> what shit about PCP for? Well, after that, we get some of the best dialogue in the film. Um, two female security guards. One of them's like, hey, babe, what's big and hot and hard? And comes at night, and everyone's like, "I don't know." She's like, "A good shit after a chicken vindaloo." <laughs> oh, you know, you dread that. Everyone knows that. You wake up in the morning, you do a put. You know, it's gonna sting. You're probably gonna take a while before you can actually sit down. It's never a good time. And it's definitely not hard either. So I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. No, it comes out like. <laughs> <laughs> 
you remember in the late 90s when the, just Vindaloo itself had a stranglehold on the UK? Whenever <laughs> like, anyone referred to any curry, it was always a Vindaloo. Yeah. And it was like, you had a Vindaloo, it's the hottest curry ever. And you had a whole song dedicated to it. <laughs> it was always the go-to curry for everyone yeah. in the late 90s. Like, was it invented in the late I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> There was no other like curries in the whole of Red yeah. Wall. It was always v- Vindaloo. It was. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have a Vindaloo. Oh, aren't you brave? <laughs> stranglehold, a literal stranglehold on UK culture in the late nineties. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> Little Silver throws a phone at them and calls it. Uh, one of the guards answers, and then she shoots them both. And makes her way into the house, which at this point looks like a typical B and B. So she throws the phone into a bush and yeah. calls the phone. This distracts them, but then she tells them on the phone that they've been duped or whatever. <laughs> while stood right behind her. <laughs> Are they not gonna hear like right behind her? The one thing sneaks into the house. I didn't. I was really confused by who owns this house because is it meant to be like Fangai? Yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming it's it's the same house as the black and white, the Victorian yeah. house. He hasn't moved no. because I was like, oh, how does she know where he lives? And like, oh, he hasn't moved in over a hundred years. Um. Yeah, I was I was just really confused because the guy when there's a shot of him where he shows up, it's supposed to be like on a video link, but it just looks like he's in like a mystery science theater like kind of instead <laughs> of like they, for some bizarre reason, like there's no need for it at all. But the entire style of that one shot just doesn't seem to fit with anything. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. And the the hallway of this house that they've clearly filmed somewhere completely different. It looks like a B&B. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, yeah. It's definitely somewhere different. Um, so it turns out the two ladies, despite being shot, are still alive. Yes. The two guards. They're vampires as well. Everyone's um, got sword. And then the really way too long scenes now, really, of them trying to find her. She's in stealth mode. She's crouching again. <laughs> um, she decapitates one of them. <laughs> Then Price turns up, and the other lady guard tells him that stakes won't work. Um, shouldn't tell him the drugs don't work, though, no. um, <laughs> even though he's high on PCP. Uh, you have to decapitate a vampire. This is how they do it differently. Uh, this yeah. is how they do it differently. So different. blades, you have to decapitate a vampire. <laughs> um, so they, they try to find Lilith outside, and the other lady vampires decapitated quite easily yeah. um the price runs towards her going no i love it she gives her price a, a, a long sword she seems i don't know she just seems to have them lying around <laughs> which considering it's like the only way to kill a vampire in these films why would you have so many swords lying around when the guy running it is an actual vampire <laughs> that's very true there's, there's always swords and tennis rackets available yeah, <laughs> only the essentials. Although I'm not being funny, you know, 
we we lived together for just a few years and we've accumulated a lot of crap. Imagine how much crap yeah. we can accumulate over a hundred years. We have loads of trends, loads of shite lying around. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Lil Silver kicks Price in the balls, and Steffi B shows up um, and offers to turn Price into a vampire, but Price shoots himself. Yeah, I just thought that was that was a ridiculous way to get rid of him. It was just like build up this character, and he's like, "Oh fuck it, bang!" <laughs> Shit blows his brains out, and I was just like, "What?" He, he could have just been like, uh, "No, I don't want to be a vampire. I'm gonna go now." Uh, but why didn't he just die when he got the stake in the stomach? Exactly, exactly. Like, what was the purpose of him bandaging up his intestines, <laughs> taking some PCP? Going all the way there to not really do much until he blows his head. Yeah. Blows head his head. Blows his head. Blows his that head. That's never seen earlier on. What, what phrase am I looking for? Blows his brains out. Blows his brains out. <laughs> like, what was the point? <laughs> he might as well have just died 10 minutes earlier. Wait, I, I thought... you know, the one thing I particularly like is uh, when the because oh, I never knew his name old Dildo Fangs guy shows up and T-poses the shit out of Lil Sil yeah <laughs> you see just he literally T-poses both hands out you yeah know, it's like oh no the ultimate defence how can I get past this <laughs> yeah um, this is when we get the twist reveal as well um, yeah so they have a sword fight Lilith and Sethane uh, Lilith gets the upper hand in the end. She goes to cut his head off, but just gives him a slight scratch on the neck. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, I thought you were taking it seriously. I thought you were going to do it then. And she's like, no, we're in it all together. Yeah. So the big twist uh, is that this whole time they've been role playing for a bit of fun. The whole script of the film, basically. The, the so entire was film was just role playing. Yeah, um, it's the one, and then they they obviously they you know they have this big kiss, but the problem is it's just it looks like kissing someone's uncle. It just <laughs> it's so awkward, and the, yeah. like there's a significant age difference. I mean, I think I looked this up. I think she was thirty five in this yeah. film, and he's got he's got to be warped. 70? Yeah, he's and, definitely 60s, 70s. Yeah, there's, and, but it's just kind of, it's, it just looks so uncomfortable. Like, they, they're like, they're clearly just not enjoying this. No. It's possibly the most awkward kiss I've seen in many films. And he acts like that's her reward. Like, he acts like her reward for all this role-playing stuff is that she gets to suck a bit of his blood then have a really awkward snog with him. Well, he's yeah. got a star blood because yeah. he's a vampire. Top he, of the ranking of blood. Top of the ranking because uh, it's not really explained, but no. I'm assuming vampires have the best tasting blood. But apparently they refer to the game having taken place over 50 years. Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird because they live so close together. Uh, like like acting like they haven't seen each other for like 50 years. Yeah. Oh, I, I can't believe it's you. <laughs> I just, I, I don't have enough time to really go through um, what's wrong with what's wrong with that <laughs> twist and why it renders a lot of the film confusing. Yeah. 
Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to. Um, I'm just gonna go. Huh? <laughs> that yeah. twist. Huh? And that's it. Yeah, I. I, to be honest, I was like, oh, okay. I just. I was like, I really don't care. No. <laughs> I was more concerned that there were literally no razor blades in the entire film. I cared more about that than that twist. Oh, there we, were a few we, CGI ones. I'm sorry. We watched a film after that. Um, actually had a razor blade. That actually had a razor blade in it. Yeah, like that film had nothing to do with razor blades, and we saw a razor blade on multiple occasions. I literally, I literally <laughs> just sat here now and said, "No, that's not right." There was a razor blade. No, that's that other film that we watched. Not a razor blade. film that we watched. I cannot remember the name of. Uh, well, we're under embargo on that. Oh, so we can't oh, really. Oh, no, say. I'm not meant to say. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> but it involved razor blades. That's all you can say. Um, but yeah, so we get the n- n- narration that explains the twist again for us in case we didn't get it. And then she's like, I told you, you know, fuck all about vampires. But there's one essential truth you need to know, and that's we're a contradiction. It's funny. That's the one thing the humans never seem to work out. They've always had the problem with it, the humans, but they just don't smile enough. This film's called Razor Blade Smile. Mm. Right, okay. And we get the end credits, but after the end credits with the Razorblade Smile song, after that, we get a post-credits scene. We do. <laughs> um, yeah, Lil Silver's rising out of a bath to uh, grab Karen Brady. Yeah, um, I don't know why Karen Brady's not noticing the cover clad head-to-toe in black <laughs> in her bath. <laughs> Just even even if there's bubbles in there, unless you're having a fucking phone party, yeah. you're gonna have to see at least part of some body in already in your bag. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's an ending and oh, sometimes you just have to be glad that there is an ending. I just I hate the I hated the line I hate leaving loose ends. Like like yeah. somehow it's like a play on words, but it's it's not. It's just a shit line to end up, which is great because it's kind of a shit twist, you know. At least they, you know, kept up with a theme. She doesn't like leaving loose ends. No, but she loves leaving plot holes. Exactly, and that's uh, that's Razorblade smile. It is. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, I can't believe we've got like a near two hour episode out of this fucking film. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's a masterpiece. Do you know what? It's one of those. It is, it's a bad film, but it's, it's just enjoyable. It's, and I think that's, that's what I love about it because it's, it's, it's a little bit in love with itself. It's a little bit pretentious, but it's just crap. And I love it for it. I love it for it's just for what it is. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's it's entertaining to watch this film that someone clearly has, has thought is, is some sort of new horror masterpiece. And it's just, yeah, he thinks it's sticking it to the big films in Hollywood, but realistically, it's just really shit. I mean,. <laughs> Okay. Props to anyone who can go out there and make the film that they want to make. Yes. Well done. Well, well done. <laughs> well done, you. Well done, and Jake I'm class. pleased to finally know what all the fuss was about. <laughs> when 
when I saw the VHS. Thank you, Jake. Wooden Planet. Um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be too harsh, but really, I just really you like... just spent the last two hours being too harsh. That's, that's what we Not do. Too harsh. I, I'm harsh but fair. <laughs> I am the Karen Brady <laughs> of this podcast. I'm harsh but fair, and so it's... I'm going to just say it was a bit shit. Yeah. So that's that's fair, but it's one of those. It's so memorable the fact I've come back to this like after yeah. all these years, and I'm it's stuck in my memory. So you know what? I, no, you know it's quite well. It's still better, but it doesn't matter. You got a special edition now. You make the most. <laughs> I got a special edition. You know what? I, I I'm pretty sure I've actually you not. Know I think I've actually got another copy downstairs, but I just couldn't be bothered to sift through it. So I, just, I was like, <laughs> you know what? For one pound fifty, I'll just buy myself one. <laughs> and now I've got well, both versions. I mean. What's next? Because obviously, you know, I mean, there's so many Xander films we could do. There's uh, Ankle Biters, Nutbag, you know, oh, Creeperzoids. Have you done it, Dawn They Sleep? Yeah. Yes, yeah. You have. Oh, dear <laughs> God. That is, yes, that is an awful film. Um, we'll have to, I'll have to, we'll have to have a think. We'll have to yeah. Think. I'll, get, I'll get some pizza and beer in. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. <laughs> they really are, actually. <laughs> So an endless array to the shite. I just, um, I just feel so. I feel sorry. I feel like I'm torturing Chris. Like the, the pain <laughs> in your eyes every time. It's, it's not. I deep down, I do enjoy these kind of films. But you know, we're analysing films for a podcast. I have, to, I have to be honest. It wouldn't be very entertaining if uh, I yes. just loved every bit. Like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's nice. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I just I, I I think what you need to take from this film most of all is the fact that the teeth do look like tiny dildos, like like they're kind of like they're rounded at the edge. That's and that that's that's my that's my personal opinion. I mean, some someone's followed an, an entire cock. I mean, it's not every film you get that, so you know, it's got that going. I know for a few it. films. <laughs> um, well, if anyone listening is a fan of Razorblade Smile or if uh, you got anything to say about Razorblade Smile at all, we're Horacle Trash over on Facebook and Instagram, Horacle Trash on Twitter. I'm Dalek Gaz92 on Letterboxd, GazMetro5 on Instagram and GazCruise92 on Twitter. I'm Chris Barker823 on Letterboxd and Instagram. And uh, rate, review and subscribe on iTunes like a follow on Netflix. Al's Xander, where can we find your art? Uh, under Zanderphobic Art on Instagram and also Facebook. Go and check that out. Has your new band got social media yet? Uh, we do, yes. Um, we're called Video X, um, and I think we're on Twitter under Video X Band and Facebook and Instagram. It's all under Video X Band. Amazing. Go and check it out, everyone. We will be back next week. And we will be discussing, because of the week of the Razzies, we'll be discussing I Know Who Killed Me. Yes. Been dying to watch this film for ages. And it's not even just that. We're back for two episodes next week, where we'll be back on Friday discussing our highlights from Glasgow Film Festival.
I'm sure there have been a few. There's been a few highlights, Including yes. the film we apparently weren't allowed to talk about. A film that may involve razor blades. Yeah. That we uh, may have mentioned earlier with no name. Um, <laughs> but we will... Uh, thanks again for joining us, Sander. It has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Uh, bring in Razorblade smile into our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we will definitely another, another hour and a half that you owe me. <laughs> and keeping tabs. And we will absolutely have you back for another episode soon if you would like to provide us with more trash classics. Of course, I look forward to it. <laughs> Maybe uh, even actually, a found actually, actually, can I not torture you next time? Yeah, can I not yeah, you, yeah you know what? Yeah, go on. Go on, let's say, yeah, you do it. <laughs> Payback. <laughs> <laughs> well, from us here at Horrorful Trash Ever, we will see you on Tuesday. Bye. <laughs>